Hi everyone, this is Tech in the City from MediaWorks Studio Network. I'm Yvonne Pilon, your host. You may know me as a girl who sees herself as Detroit-ish, a South Detroiter and someone who believes the Windsor economy is stronger when we remove borders and work together. She's not young, but she's not old. She's forever under 35. For the latest local tech news, make sure to follow the Tech in the City hashtag on all major social media platforms or sign up for the WeTech monthly Tech It Out newsletter. Today in studio, I am joined by Zane Ismail. According to Zane's Twitter profile, he is a healthcare innovator, a connector, a strategist, a global citizen, and a flaneur. And he is all about cross-border love. Zane recently attended the Forbes Under 30 Summit in Detroit and is here to talk about his experience and the millennial movement. Zane, welcome to Tech in the City. Hey, thanks for having me, Yvonne. It's awesome to have you. Zane and I have known each other for, I don't know, it's been a while. So we've worked on lots of stuff together. So it's it's always great to get together with other like-minded millennials. I think we can actually consider I'm an 84. I'm not yes, sure. I'm 90. Yeah. People always say I'm not a millennial, but I do believe it's in the 80s. So I am officially a millennial. Absolutely. So Today, we want to talk about Forbes Under 30 mm-hmm. Summit. So just to give our listeners a better understanding, the Forbes Under 30 Summit is an immersive experience. It's mm-hmm. basically, I hate using the word conference because it, it's, yeah, they don't it, call it yeah it's called like a, not, it's not a static conference as it, as it reads on the website. Um, they have a private music festival. There's A-list speakers. They have investor speed pitching, industry-focused field trips, and a legendary Pub crawl, so there's a lot of fun in there. Uh, they have a food festival. They have a day of community service, so it is about giving back. But what I think that you and I loved most about our experience is really the future captions of technology, entertainment, finance, fashion, food, philanthropy, all gathering in one place. And this year, it was in Detroit. Just when we look at Forbes Under 30 Summit, by the numbers, you have 200-plus world-class speakers, over 9,000 global attendees, 500-plus yeah. top investors, 175 journalists, 2.3 billion social media reach, and over 20 focus tracks. And I love that. There was literally a track. It didn't, depend, it didn't matter if you were tech, healthcare. For everyone. For everyone. So, Zane, uh, before uh, we begin talking about Forbes Under 30, our listeners want to know more about you. And you have so many hats. So um, tell us more about yourself. Sure. Well, where do I start? So I was actually born in Detroit, but I've always lived here in Windsor. Uh, my mom was one of those cross-border nurses, so that's sort of my connection to the United States. Um, but I got my degree here at the University of Windsor at the Odette School of Business and started my career in healthcare over at Leamington Hospital that's now known as Erie Shores Healthcare. And from there, I started working um, at Henry Ford Health System um, as sort of an internal consultant. But in between those things, we've been working together, you know, Yvonne, on Hacking Health and the Detroit Windsor Med Health Cluster. Um, so all these things are very much related to healthcare and very much related to how we can get the city of Windsor, the city of Detroit, and sort of the broader counties to start working together around healthcare. And that is what I, I love following you, Zane. And I've always, I've, I've told you this many times, you really are a, an advocate for this cross-border, mm. this, you know, the relationship. And I think we continue to think about Windsor, Essex as one region, and yeah. we don't think about extending, you know, looking at the region as a whole in sure. terms of including Detroit. Sure. And not even just Detroit is is kind of a corridor up to the super cities that right. are, you know, Waterloo, Toronto, yep. Ottawa, et yep. cetera. So. Well, I think a lot of people forget even before 
Windsor and Detroit was Motor City way, way back. It was actually New France. And so both Nouvelle France. La Nouvelle France. And so both both sides of the river were one community. So old, old Detroit is actually New France. And yeah. that's something that I think the, the these regions have in common and it'd be cool to relive sort of the, the trade that used yeah. to exist back then. Yeah. And I, I know it's funny, there are some people that don't like the the note of or the the wording South Detroit. Yeah. And I, I said like I am a. I live and breathe Windsor, but I also I think one of our assets is being across the border from such an amazing, that's right, um, hustling city. So, yep. so let's get back to the Forbes Under Thirty Summit. So, why don't you kind of lay out the structure because this was your first time going? And yes, um, just a, a little background. I did have the chance to go to Forbes Under Thirty when it was held in Boston. Yes. I think it was two, three years ago, and um, I think they've changed the structure a little bit, but it's um, yep. like four days. Um, but just. Boston was amazing. And yeah. I don't even remember why I decided to go. I think I got an email that had like a really cheap ticket and it was really cheap to fly to Boston through mm-hmm. Spirit. Um, and I went with a local entrepreneur, David Berman, who mm-hmm. you know very well. Mm-hmm. And a really fun story that I, I we cannot take credit for. Forbes coming here. But David and I laugh because when we were at in uh, in Boston, we did have a chance to mingle with the Forbes executive team, Randall Lane being mm-hmm. the, the editor of Forbes. Yes. And I have a photo to prove this. But David and I, no joke, we're talking to Randall and like, hey, you need to come to Detroit. Have you heard of Detroit? Like, it's such a like the upcoming city. Yeah. And so we always joke now that like they're here because <laughs> he of it. us. Um, but truthfully, uh, we know that um, Rocket Mortgage and the Quicken Loans family are really um, um, a key driver to that. So kudos to them. So Absolutely. tell us about the structure. Holy smoke. So the <laughs> it is not a conference. And that's the first thing I tell people. It's really, I almost see it as like a hangout for the coolest, most innovative, sort of geared to the under 30 crowd that you've ever seen in your life. And so this year was actually at the Masonic Temple, which is a massive building, which in itself is really cool to explore. And literally everywhere in this building were different um, halls and different presentations, different brand activations. Every every corridor you turn down, there's really something cool to see and experience. And um, it was fantastic. I don't think I've ever been to an event where there's so much going on at the same time. Yeah. And so probably one of the biggest learnings I had was to hope, well, next year, Yeah. I'll just be a little bit more focused and maybe a little bit more planned about what I want to see yeah. so that I don't sort of feel like I'm just running around. Um, it was hard this year. I think we will get bit. into kind of like, you yep. know, um, some of what we hope to we hope to see in, in 2020. But the layout really is um, there's usually over four days. Day one's mm-hmm. usually a concert. And yep. who is the, the singer this year? So this year they had 21 Savage and they had the Chainsmokers and then they had one other person that escapes my mind. Yeah. But it so, was a so, blast. Some a blast. S- serious artists yes. that are coming. So there's the concert and usually the next two days are really those content days, which yep. Start with like all of the different stages, different yep. speakers, different tracks and tracks, meaning entertainment, fashion, marketing, technology, um, healthcare, healthcare. Uh, there's 20 plus one. So I can't yeah. remember all of them. And then that last day is where Forbes really goes into the city that they are in and does a day of giving back. Where, yes. Did you take part in that this year? I didn't do the giving back day. I mm-hmm. was not there, yeah. but I was part of um, the second day where there's a lot of contact tracks. Mm-hmm. And I spent a lot of time actually with Ally Bank and their their group who did a lot of presentations around corporate social responsibility.
accountability. Mm-hmm. And so I went to all of their discussions and they're very powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, there's really, a, I think, a big key theme throughout the entire event is that entrepreneurs no longer just want to make money mm-hmm. or increase their brand or get mm-hmm. likes or followers, mm-hmm. but they actually want to do good. Mm-hmm. And so Ally Bank curated some uh, some really fantastic local mm-hmm. entrepreneurs to come talk about their vision, for, especially for the city of Detroit, mm-hmm. on how they're not just chasing profits, but chasing mm-hmm. purpose. It was fantastic. You heard that a lot, too, as they brought in some big investors and about like they no longer just invest. To, it's not about, again, the bottom yep. line. It's about socially investing right. into good, good things. Um, you were also there as part of, you know, your everyday hat at Henry <laughs> Ford and you had a mobile clinic. So we tell did. us more about that because it came together quickly, but it was such an awesome, awesome yeah, initiative. Yeah. So, um, you know, thanks to, you know, the thoughtfulness of some of our executives, Henry Ford Health System actually decided to partner with the Forbes Under 30 Summit. And so this year we sort of came on as a community sponsor where we actually provided free health care to all participants, um, basically like urgent care. So we drove our, we have a beautiful mobile clinic. We brought it on site next to the food trucks. And um, participants were encouraged if they had a hangover or felt sick or had a bruise or fell to come and see us. Um, and we did that for free, so no insurance required. Uh, people loved the clinic. They took a lot of pictures. We re- wrapped it for the event. Yeah, it looked um, it awesome. Made it fun to look at. And so, so was, what were some of the what were the big uh, situations that that was addressed in the clinic? So a lot of people were coming in for headaches <laughs> after the pub crawl. Um, <laughs> few, someone had fallen a little bit, and so we gave them yeah. some medication yeah. to deal with that. And then a lot of blisters, just people yeah. walking around. What I love again when you look at the Forbes under thirty um, partners and when they go to cities, it's literally it's it's not just people; it's all different industries and yeah. verticals, right? And yeah. like you'd think, okay, well, how would healthcare per se yes. be part of this? But you know, Henry Ford is, um, you know, innovative. They're looking for talent. Yeah. They care about society. So yeah. it, it just, it's, it's awesome to see yeah. again, there's so many sponsors on all of the marketing. Yeah. So there's lots well, of people. And the think. other thing we did too, probably our biggest contribution beyond just the clinic was that we brought over a hundred or hundred of our own team members. So amazing. And so that was thanks to the charity of our chief human resource officer who, whom we're all actually working on transforming our internal culture. And so mm-hmm. we wanted our employees to experience something like this so that they can come back to Henry Ford Health, yeah. Health System inspired. And it's been fantastic. Like people have made new friends and you know, I've been hearing about all the informal connections that occurred amongst yeah. our own team. And it's definitely, definitely been worth the investment. Something I keep, I always say this, my team knows this. I say, you know, there's something magical that happens when you put a bunch of like-minded people yeah. together. And it's it's sometimes hard to track when you think of your event planner and, you know, you're looking to track measurables and outcomes. And sometimes, like I said, it's all that intangible stuff. And like I have friends that I met in Boston mm-hmm. um, and experiences that yeah. I still think about, I still connect with. And yeah. um, I've almost built myself this kind of world um, network yes. of young people. And uh, we'll get into to kind of uh, um, why we loved in some of those key takeaways. Mm-hmm. But uh, I really respect, again, back to the fact that your company did invite mm-hmm. people, right? So they it's not did. just about being and sponsoring. It's actually encouraging your staff sure. to come, which I think will be one of my hopes for Windsor um, and all companies, no matter where you are, is to invest in your talent and let them be Absolutely. part of these these professional development opportunities. So Absolutely. You get the email, you find out, because I know we were all shocked when the email came through and it's yeah. like, and the next city is Detroit. Yeah. So when what were your expectations coming into Forbes under 30? Um, well, I mean, thanks to you, I expect it to be of a high caliber. <laughs> oh, no, so, hopefully I didn't. No, it was good. I yeah. heard it certainly from you yeah. and David. Um, 
honestly, it met my expectations. Yeah. Like I knew it was going to be difficult for them to pull off a little bit in that building, yeah. especially since it's their first year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And honestly, they did what I thought they would do, which is partner with a lot of people locally, um, you know, um, partner with some of the bars downtown around the bar crawl and things like yeah, that. Yeah, they went down to the belt, I think, yep, right? Yeah, over by the Shinola Hotel as well. And it, it was it was what I expected, a lot of higher energy um, bringing in thought leaders that wouldn't normally be in Detroit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and bringing in a caliber a caliber of people that wouldn't normally be probably in the Midwest. And yeah. so that was really cool. So did it um, – let's see. We talked about your expectations. Mm-hmm. Was there a specific reason you wanted, wanted to attend like that? You're like, I want to go here to meet somebody, mm-hmm. to learn something. What was your reason for attending? You know, for me, being a bit of sort of the innovator type, like I get inspired by others and mm-hmm. just being outside of my industry mm-hmm. and outside of my day-to-day. Mm-hmm. Like I got so much energy from that event. Mind you, I was tired after it, but it Well, you really had four days. Of, yeah. It was kind of work and fun, right? You yeah. wanted to, yeah. to network. And, and so it, to me, it was just a great way to see what's going on in other industries and see how we might apply that in my own, which is back in healthcare. Yeah. And we actually, we got to go for lunch during yeah. uh, one of the sessions, or I guess there was a break and, uh, and we, and like I said, it's so, there's something so refreshing when you're going to lunch and you look around and it's all young people yeah. and it's just, it's su- super, super motivating. So you've experienced Forbes under 30. We're now about, you know, three weeks mm-hmm. post event. Uh, what were your highlights? What were some of those like aha moments, people you met, things you saw, mm-hmm. things you did? So I mean, obviously the concert was a blast. I had yeah. a really good time doing that. I didn't that. get to do that, but yeah, I heard it was blast. great. Um, but the best moments were really just the informal moments where, you know, just start talking to people by the food trucks, mm-hmm. or even talking to members of my own team that I've never really met mm-hmm. and just really starting to learn who people are mm-hmm. and, and realizing that there's a thousand other ways that we can be collaborating. Mm-hmm. Um, we, all, we're all, we actually met a bunch of Canadians that were down um, down in Detroit. And one of them was her name, Shireen from Toronto, who's really passionate about um, inclusion and advocacy. And we actually set up a tour for her, her and one of my colleagues the next Wonderful. day. And we took her to visit um, one of our LGBTQ um, advocacy centers and clinics in a part of Detroit that no one would ever know is there. Yeah. And so it's really cool to almost like meet people and then take them and show them other parts of the city yeah. or other parts of the things that we do. Yeah. Um, and then again, like I really enjoyed sort of this corporate social responsibility discussion that Ally mm-hmm. Bank brought to the summit as well. Now, what about the activations? Because that's yeah. what I, I laugh oh because millennials <laughs> yes. are different than our, yes, than our are. kind of uh, the Gen Xers. And, yep. um, you know, I've been when I was in so Forbes, Boston, yep. I'll never forget this because we got up super early to experience an ocean spray cranberry bog. Oh my so gosh. literally like ocean spray sponsored, like literally a bog of cranberries and you got to put waders on and people would line up. And it was like, when else would you learn? And you're, you're in this bog and you're with like literally someone yeah. whose like job is like a yeah. cranberry Yes. farmer or, yeah. or cultivator. Um, and it was so awesome. And then moving to Forbes under 30 here in Detroit, no surprise, lots of activations. Did you have a favorite? There are a couple. So my first favorite activation, which really wasn't that much of an activation, it was actually Boxed Water was a sponsor. So oh, there was, it was, oh yeah, you had a Boxed Water yeah, hat. <laughs> so there's Boxed Water everywhere and they had the best swag. And one of them yeah. was this Boxed Water hat that I wear yeah. everywhere now. Yeah. Like which not, is so cool. Not at work, but 
I'd like to say he's wearing it right now, it's but in he, my car. But I should have brought it in. Yeah, that's okay. But that's it was okay. it was just cool, and so yeah. a whole group of us actually ended up getting these Boxwater hats. And at one mm-hmm. point, people thought that we all work for Boxwater, but we didn't. Yeah, that's actually how we brilliant met Sh- marketing. That's how we met Shereen. Yeah, yeah, very brilliant. So yeah. you had to basically take a picture, post it, and then they'll give you a hat. Yeah. But probably the coolest activation I've ever seen. Um, was at the so there's a whole section just supporting Michigan business mm-hmm. sponsored by the Michigan Economic Economic um, Development Corporation MEDC I think I got it right yes and so they brought in um, this group called Aura Aura that, I didn't experience it yeah, I'm excited I'm like I missed that, this <laughs> yeah that basically reads your aura so you basically sit in like this moon tent and then you put your hands on this device and then they have a camera. And somehow between this device that your hands are on and the camera, they can read the energy around you. And then they give you like a – they print the picture so it's like a Polaroid. And so for me, there's like all this red and green around me. Then they give you sort of like a legend on how to interpret what you see. So what was your energy? What was the interpretation? My energy was actually very aligned to who I am. So so it was pretty good. So – um, first of all, it was all red and orange, which speaks to sort of leadership and energy. And the guy actually said to me, he's like, I bet when you walk into a room, you light it up. Mm-hmm. I said, yeah, kind of. Yeah, you know, that kind of happens. <laughs> um, and there's some green coming into it, which means that like there's, uh, according to them anyway, that, that growth is coming into my life, which I'm expecting. So that's cool. Good. Well, you're at a Forbes under 30. Of course, you're yeah, going to grow. You're yeah. learning. I'll have to get you the picture yeah. so you can see it. Yeah, I didn't do that. Uh, a couple of my favorites. Um there was the tweeting vending machine that yes. I think Rocket Mortgage had. So Very popular. Um, basically, uh, you waited in line. There was a vending machine with a bunch of boxes. You didn't know it was in the boxes. And there was a code. You tweeted. As soon as you tweeted this code, uh, it would connect with the vending machine. And you stood there. And whatever was in there, you went to redeem a prize. So I won a pop up with a pop socket. for oh, that's awesome. For, uh, I have it on my phone right now. Um, but so cool. And then they had the 3D Forbes magazine. So yes. it was the longest line longest I wanted line. to. To wait it. it. Plus, I got there's um so for those it basically was a, a photo opportunity that made it look like you were the cover of uh, a, a Forbes magazine, which was really cool. The lineup yeah. was crazy. Um, actually, one thing before I forget is there is this notion that Forbes under thirty is just for people it's under not. thirty, and that's why I made my intro is like you know I'm thirty five, um, and in fact you know when you looked around the room or any room there was. All different ages. And yes, it is catered towards, uh, I would say, the millennial demographic. But at no point were any of the speakers specific to like, this is for millennials only. So that's what I loved about it. Yeah, And I think another distinction people get confused with is that there's this is not just the Forbes under 30 list. Yeah. So yeah. it's not like there's only 30 people <laughs> I remember there, when right? David and I went to yeah. Boston, everyone's like, congratulations. Yeah, no, no, no. Like, we kind of just let it go. We're like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Probably um, yeah. the other really cool activation that I didn't get to take part of, but some of my colleagues did, was the Cadillac activation. Yeah, was this the autonomous vehicle? The autonomous ones, yeah. yeah. So they actually took people onto M10 and tested out these vehicles. Can I miss so much. Believe it or not, two of my colleagues, I'll see if I can get the video, are going to be in a commercial. Again, um, this is what's so yeah, cool about about this. And uh, again, for listeners, uh, Detroit is literally becoming the autonomous state. It's That's right. uh, it's they're leading in 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 you know engineers and investment and patents and and truly are becoming you know are moving from motor city Absolutely. to mobility city. So it was it only made sense. I think that was Cadillac GM. I forget who did that activation. Um, so it was a Cadillac Both, brand, yeah, right. but GM yep. was a huge yeah. sponsor. They yes. even did a recruiting event yeah. there. I heard, and yeah. they had the whole basement of the um, Masonic yeah. basically them. So uh, was there a speaker that you enjoy? I know you talked about Ally and the social, the corporate social s- stuff. A specific speaker, honestly, it was 
totally a blur. And <laughs> honestly, it was really the corporate social responsibility yeah. group that I went to. And yeah. it was this these, this panel of three entrepreneurs. Yeah. I can't even remember their names. So prepping for this podcast, I was trying to think yeah. back to all the sessions I did. And it's like, I'm trying to think like I went there specific for mobility. Mm-hmm. You know, as we look to diversify mm-hmm. Windsor, we want to, we think there's a great opportunity for us to to partner with Detroit, mm-hmm. which we already are in a lot of, in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. But um, I loved, uh, I went to see the CEO, uh, John Craftsick, I think is his mm-hmm. name, the CEO of Waymo. So I went into yeah. his session um, and really learned about, uh, it was kind of cool. He, you know, he showed and talked about the Chrysler Pacifica being used for mm-hmm. Waymo. He talked about kind of where he sees Waymo in terms of their business model. But what's sure. super cool is as I was leaving, he was kind of leaving and here's a, you know, the the positive taking the stairs. I ran into John and we had a quick 30 second chat about Windsor and the Go Pacifica, ahead. which was really cool. And it was awesome to hear uh, Mayor Mike Duggan talk about, you know, Detroit's renaissance because mm-hmm. there's so many people there that had never been to Detroit mm-hmm. before. And when you think about how powerful it is that here's a conference that was in Boston. And if anyone knows the institutions in Boston, mm-hmm. you have some of the best Harvard, yes. MIT. Like yep. you really talk about a talent, uh, a, a campus town, right? A talent town. Mm-hmm. To move to Detroit, what a what a what an amazing thing! Absolutely. Um, so I loved Mike Duggan, and um, I'm trying to think who else um, who else was really great. Oh, we had um, I almost forgot two of my other highlights. Uh, a company, actually, two of the companies that we work with, mm-hmm. one local called Served, they mm-hmm. were in the startup zone. I saw them, yeah. Which is so cool to see some local tech. Um, and then another company that's uh, in our provincial network called Bincentry, mm-hmm. they actually won a Forbes, uh, Thri- I think it's Ag Thrive competition in Indianapolis a few, uh, a month before the event. Um, but they were on one of the panels. So it was so cool yeah. to see. Um, you know, some Canadian Ontario talent being on there. And I think, again, that's another wish of mine yeah. um, is, you know, to get some more uh, some more cross-border love in totally. on the panel. Totally. Um, I mean, if it's just attendees, that's a good start, but it would be awesome to see um, some more Canadians on the, on the space. So any other highlights? Um, I really enjoyed, um, you're just talking about it, the startup yeah, the startup zone. Yeah. So I think that was brought to us by Courtyard Marriott. And so they had a bit of a cocktail party and really just, it almost felt like a science fair, like back in the day of all the different mm-hmm. startups. And there's mm-hmm. some really cool, mm-hmm. cool groups there. Some of them were fun. Like there's one lady that was, I think she's baking like vodka infused cookies, which we had a few, wow. which was good. Yeah. And then one of my favorite companies was their SIF. They, they were like a dynamic employee yeah. directory. Yeah. Um, just very cool assortment yeah. of different That's people. why you're right. The word conference is the worst way it's to describe wor- yes. Forbes Under 30 because I find too, like I think regionally we need to kind of like – changed our like events like yeah. it's all about experiences now like sure. activations when I was at the uh, tech elevate conference in, in Toronto it's like every time you turned around there was like a photo opportunities yep. like cool Instagram experiences and then there was like book giveaways and it's mm-hmm. like you almost like there was so much it like it really wasn't just going into a room listening and leaving That's it's right. like you had so much to do and in fact it was almost hard like you said to yeah. plan what you wanted to do and well, the cool thing too is even the dress code very casual oh like, Mind you, I have to say, yeah. Detroit is extremely fashionable because hipster fashionable. I actually read a blog and I forget who wrote it. Um, I wish I could give her credit for it, but it was her like top 10 like aha things about Detroit, the experience. And she said Detroit is like on point in terms of fashion. Yeah. Like people, as much as it, if you go next year, you do not need to dress up. Yeah. But like people brought their A game. Like they it did. was, it was quite, um, I was quite impressed. In fact, I was like, I feel underdressed. Yeah. <laughs> 
some really good blazers, some really good flannel, <laughs> really good skinny jeans. Yeah, no, I was, you know what, but that's Detroit. I love Detroit, and I always laugh when I hear, you know, you go, you travel, and people still have this notion of, you know, um, Detroit as being this, um, you know, not the city that we know it is, right? Yeah. So um, kudos to Detroit for bringing this here. So for the someone listening, and this is always something, you know, how do we encourage more people to go? How would you, what would you tell someone that's looking to go next year? So just so everyone knows, next year is, uh, I think it's a two- or three-year commitment. Um, um, they, so from what I've heard, they said they're going to be here for at least three years. Okay, which is awesome. So, yes, yes. so next year, save the date, 2020, it's October 25th, the 28th. So what would you tell somebody who is thinking about or doesn't even think they should come? It's not for them. Like, how do you sell, how would you sell them? Well, first this? of all, I'll say it's for everyone. And you just, you know, especially being a bit of a networker, like you just never know who you're going to meet or what might mm-hmm. inspire you. Mm-hmm. And to your point, like you already said, there are tr- there's tracks across all industries. Um, many of the industries are represented here in Windsor-Essex. And mm-hmm. so companies should, if, if I were you, I'd be laying a side budget to see if we can send some of our employees to go there and be inspired. It's not that far, so you don't necessarily have to worry yeah. about a hotel or a flight. Just cross the bridge and park at the Masonic and walk in and it's all there. That's the best part. Like I think about all the big conferences that you and I go to. Like CES, it's Vegas. Like they they cost a lot of money and that's always, I always said the downfall of professional development is some of these large conferences are, I mean, we're lucky with Toronto not too far away, but it's still like when I went to Elevate, yeah, I could fly rather, you know, inexpensively or take the train, but hotels were about $500 a night. So the ability just to go over, like I went over for a day and it's like, this cost me, you know, $10 in toll and park (laughs) actually parking was only $7. So literally the day cost me like, um, you know, next to nothing in terms of transportation, in terms of cost. I know um, it's, 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 I mean, it's not a free event, um, but uh, costing. So I think there. I think their early bird tickets are somewhere, was it around 300 US? I think it's, I paid, so I got the ticket bright and early last year, and I think I paid 295 US. Okay, which isn't terrible. No. it's it, For what you get. For what you get. Definitely not. not. No. I, I do realize that's, a, for someone that's, you know, doesn't have a lot of money, but um, as I think we shared, I don't know, you, I don't know if you got a ticket through, through work, but... Um, Near the kind of the last month or so, there was a sponsored ad that someone shared yep. with me. I think it was Adam Castle from WeTech um, that it was a ninety-five dollar sure. local ticket. So it yep. was basically probably targeted towards people within the, yep. the vicinity. It I mean, was ninety-five bucks. Yes, yeah. I mean since we were a sponsor, I think we we got a little bit of a benefit on our ticket price. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, but I would certainly encourage um, companies to reach out to Forbes and see what you can do depending on how many yeah. people you're. You're sending, but the price alone is not yeah. bad. And if you view it truly as an investment, yeah. I mean, we spend a lot of money on education. So true. We spend tons of money on university or yeah. college. If you see this as an investment yeah. in yourself, skip the Starbucks for a week. Yeah, and education, you got your and then put in whatever you mm-hmm. put into it, you'll get back out of it. Yeah, I can't, I can't um, agree with that anymore. Is you know, I see so many people complain about costs of conferences and and yes some of them are extremely sure. expensive um and yes i feel i am privileged i do have disposable income yep. right uh, but um i think we do need to realize that it's an investment in you right and it might it might be learning and network and never like i said when do you get these people in your backyard never. it doesn't happen very often so um and i know this year too there was um they do forbes under 30 scholars they do yeah and those tickets i think were even more affordable so it might have been 50 dollars 
dollars. Don't quote me on yeah, that. Or but. I think they're even just given. Like if you became one, you're given one. Yeah. And so I'm pretty sure that yeah. if I understand the program, yeah. it's for yeah. individuals who just completed their masters or are. Yeah. And are demonstrating some sort of yeah, leadership. Yeah. Because there was actually a quite a few Windsor uh, MBA students that were um, that were there. Oh, so that's awesome. Which was cool, but it's one of those things where it's like there's it's like sneaky. It's like it's not yeah. always there, and that's why I say like. Be on social media, yeah. like go onto LinkedIn and yeah. like, again, I, I, I feel like I've benefited so yeah. much by all these things. And people are like, how'd you find out about that? And it's like, literally, it's like, media. yes, I am clearly an addict on my phone. Yeah. I'm digitally addicted. I'm a LinkedIn fan. But like, again, and sometimes like you, like you just never know who you're going to meet, who you're going to yeah. connect with and what you're going to see. And like I said, I think the Forbes scholar thing was just like somebody posted like, you know, about the conference and then they commented on it. And then the person was like, Hey, do you want to come? And yeah. it just ends up like that. Well, so and I think one of the cool things about the conference is, is it had a great app. And so that's how I discovered mm-hmm. that you were going. Yeah. Before that's we actually talked. so true. So I messaged you on the app and said, Hey, you're going, I'm going. Yeah. I love the app. Um, yeah. and it's really good to, you know, uh, to connect with people. I mean, it was a step forward. Um, definitely. I, I'm starting to see actually the conference. I've been to many conferences where there's apps and it's a great way to see who's going, mm-hmm. what activations, a lot of push notifications yes. of like, Hey, this is going on. Here's mm-hmm. a reminder. Um, um, I know when we were in Boston, um, what I actually love, they changed it. It was very tindery. So it was actually, mm. um, if you wanted to like, you could just see people and you can flip through them. But instead of like saying, I'm looking for like a, you know, a, a date or a yeah. boyfriend, yeah. it was, I'm looking to connect with women in technology. I'm looking to connect with healthcare. And what was cool is even with this Forbes is I kept getting push notifications of like, um, if you're interested in X, Y, Z, we're having a meetup. Like, yeah. um, I think Bamboo Detroit, Amanda and her team had a bunch of meetups did, for yeah. like, it was just so cool. We actually used the push notifications yeah. to get word out about our clinic. Yeah. Yeah. I think it said like, hey, if you're yeah. sick, come I'm see I'm still us. getting people messaging yeah. me through the app or like, yeah. I actually had to, every time someone looked at your profile, there'd be a notification. Yep. But again, another, like, I love that about a conference because I think we don't, I'm surprised more people weren't on it, but I think when people start to see the value that comes from it, totally, so. and the agenda's there. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, and they were they were they struggled with the the schedule this year a bit. I know uh, things were delayed, but I mean. Yeah. Anyone who's planned an event to that magnitude knows that things are not going to go on schedule and there's going to be, you know, delays and Mm -hmm. hiccups. But um, I know what it's been like planning Hacking Health in (laughs) one room with like 100 people. I couldn't imagine multiple levels, thousands of people, plus A-list celebrities are trying to get in from the airport or wherever. We may or may not. Zane and I may or may not snuck in the VIP. We did. (laughs) Actually did. (laughs) Let's not tell them. We we can't tell our secrets. But um, although I felt like I was with a VIP, Zane, you're you're the VIP. Well, thank you, Yvonne. Um, Okay, so... 2020, we know it's going to be here before yeah. uh, before we know it. Yes, it's coming. What would you like to see? So who would you like to see on stage? What would you like to see, you know, for the conference itself? Sure. So I noticed, especially amongst some of my colleagues that were there, there was a huge appetite for people to be inspired, not just from like the business perspective, but more, dare I say, it, almost like a spiritual perspective, mm-hmm. very much linked to like mental health and wellness. Yep. Yep. And so I'd love to see someone like, like an Oprah or a Deepak Chopra that could maybe come. He and- was there in Boston, by the way. Oh my gosh. We 
did. I think he did yoga with the with yeah. the with the crew. Yeah. Yeah. That could maybe come mm-hmm. and talk about like how to keep yourself mentally well mm-hmm. or focus on your purpose yeah. or stay untraumatized yeah. in these very tr- politically yeah. traumatizing times. Yeah. I think that would go over extremely well. Yeah. With the crowd. We're gonna send this to Randall and his team. Yes. So. That'd go extremely well. Get Oprah here. That's a great idea. I know. Uh, again, in, uh, going back to Boston, they had the they did with Deepak. They did um, like a yoga or meditation. Yeah. I think. Sorry. And then they had a run with Michael Phelps. Oh my gosh! So they, but I think Detroit had the same thing, if I'm not mistaken. They had some yoga, so it wasn't like they did bring in like runs and and morning wellness Mm -hmm. routines, and like Mm -hmm. you didn't. It wasn't like I said, if if people don't drink, there was always activities for things that you know if you weren't in into that. So the other thing I'd like to see is maybe, and the Masonic Temple is huge and a great place to host an event, but seeing seeing if there could be other venues that are nearby and Mm -hmm. almost. Yeah, I mean, I think you said Boston was like that, but it would be yeah. cool to get out and see the city a little bit yeah. more. Yeah, Boston, it, it was. I, there's good and bad, right? Boston sure. was um, every so one difference in Boston is you had to pick a track. So mm. once you registered, you were under the tech track, and you could only go to the tech venues, mm-hmm. right? Unless you bought like the all access pass. Mm-hmm. Um, good and bad, because like there's a lot of tech and fashion or entertainment. Sure. So you couldn't okay. go see some of the, you know, the A-list speakers you wanted to see. So this year you bought one pass, you got all tracks. Um, but it was all over, like, if, you, if, you're, if you've been to Boston, downtown Boston is still a, a bit of a commute to go to Harvard, right? Mm-hmm. And some of the, actually David's, a lot of his conf, um his events were at Harvard, so mm-hmm. he had to drive. But it did encourage you to visit the city, Absolutely. and Detroit's a beautiful city. Yep. Uh, so I do I do agree. And the venue, we've talked about this. Um, if anyone's been to Masonic Temple, what a beautiful yes. historic building. So many, like every floor was like color-coded, so yep. you'd be like, you need to go to the yellow floor, the second floor, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. But it was crowded. It like was. it was a lot of people, and not everyone got into every session. So. Bad Wi-Fi. Yeah. So there's, the, again... This is, I don't think this was not a deal breaker no, by any means for anyone. Not. I think it was just, I think, and I'm I'm sure that was the first thing that came to mind to yeah. any organizers. And, and I think we realized too that, you know, this isn't an army planning this event. Right. Um, and there's tons of volunteers. So we thank all of those amazing volunteers. Uh, one of the, you know, suggestions that I would have for the team is um, I felt the sessions to be very short. Sure. Yeah. Like it was literally like you were almost feel like you're just getting into like the, the full meat of the presentation and then it was done. And, um, there was, and I don't know if it's because they were so behind, they mm-hmm. had to kind of catch up. But I would have loved to see more interaction because, like, when mm-hmm. do you get the opportunity to meet with like the head of Waymo, right? Yeah. When we're looking at what does the future car, when yeah. are we going to get there? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I think you're right. Like finding ways, whether it's through, you know, there's ways through your phone that you can ask questions or mm-hmm. just open mic. To yeah, get Slido to talk. does that. Yep. Um, actually, did we? I, they did use that actually for Serena Williams. Just mm-hmm. so you know, Serena Williams was as one of the speakers at Forbes under thirty and. I, f- I followed her. I wouldn't say I'm 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 her like she's like she's an amazing woman, but I was blown away when I heard her speak. Mm-hmm. Um, just with her, you know, not only is she this rock star in tennis, now she's got her own line of clothing mm-hmm. and her just outlook. And she, I remember mm-hmm. one of the quotes she said was like, you know, uh, Randall asked her if she ever is, you know, do people underestimate her? And she said yes, but mm-hmm. she's like, that's what makes me so powerful, yeah. right? Like, that's and awesome. it was just like she, did you watch Serena? So I was not at that presentation. I was actually catching some rest because I had to go to a few cocktail parties yeah. that Oh, sorry. So he was busy. <laughs> but um, I I heard through my colleagues yeah. that was fantastic. Yeah. But this is the thing, like, even yeah. though you missed Serena, which I know a lot of people stayed for, there was still so much going on. Like, That's there's right. like, oh it, like you think like there's, 
Like there was just so much. There was never a dull moment. Like yeah. the agenda was packed. Like I felt like my phone was just like ding, ding, yeah. ding. Well, even so in there, the um, uh, Masonic has that massive auditorium. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize I went in there to see a few minutes of it is the, the pitch competition they had there, yep. which reminds me of the Hacking Health days. But yeah. there's like thousands of people in the crowd. Yeah. It and they nuts. gave out some serious money. Like, like 200 grand or yeah, more. And I think um, Kyle, um, mm-hmm. I forget, it was audio something. I forget the company that he's working with now, but he won. And mm-hmm. so cool. Again, mm-hmm. like entrepreneurship, we yep. need capital. And it's yep. so awesome to see. Big and they, money. It's huge money. And like I said, that's the best part. It's, and you don't need to be an entrepreneur to go there either. Right. Like it's literally like innovators, change makers, community builders, community builders. Yeah. Artists. Yeah. So one of my favorite things, and I, I think this kind of sums up my experience. And I've always said, um, I want to be around people who talk about ideas, not yes. people. That's yep. a quote that I live by. And what I loved about, and I'll never forget. So I'm, I'm, we're like hurting out of the Serena event and I, I'm over, I'm, I'm eavesdropping. Mm-hmm. Um, and someone asked, I hear this conversation and this gentleman asked this, this woman and, she, and he's like, how's your development going? You know, how mm-hmm. was your investors pitch? And I said, what, a, what an amazing mm-hmm. question that mm-hmm. was to be around people who are literally like asking about the development of their business or mm-hmm. how did their investors pitch go instead of like, mm-hmm. did you see what she's wearing or whatever? But mm-hmm. I just was like, what a powerful, and that mm-hmm. is exactly why I will go back mm-hmm. next year to, uh, to Forbes under 30. So, so we're talking a lot about Detroit. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously we love Detroit, but why should Windsor care about this event? Why, why, why should we care? And, and again, what can we learn from this event? Holy smokes, that's a <laughs> big question. I mean, I think at the end of the day, we know that Windsor, like the city of Detroit, needs to reinvent itself. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that we have we have been as progressive as, yep. as the city of Detroit And we're different, been. right? Different yep, countries, different, different sizes, different yep. history different in a way. culture. Yep, culture, yep. And so it, to me, it's just a flat out missed opportunity when a good, a great sampling of the world mm-hmm. is five minutes across the mm-hmm. river. Mm-hmm. We need to be there, I think, mm-hmm. to advocate for this this community mm-hmm. and to position our own businesses, mm-hmm. to position our own people mm-hmm. and show show the world that Windsor is the gateway to Canada and the rest of the province yes. and that this country yes. is great. <laughs> I agree. Um, I, in just following, uh, I always was searching the hashtag under 30 summit mm. and actually a lot of young people again on budgets um yeah. a lot of the hotels we know they in detroit did. are a little bit more expensive yep. they were staying in windsor staying in which windsor. was so cool because i remember this one girl yeah. she was like oh i wish they would have told me we need our badges to go to the pub crawl yeah. we had they had to go back to, to windsor, windsor so they had yeah. to cross both times so they learned sometimes the frustration yeah, i met a group of girls that were staying in an airbnb in windsor yeah and it was no I, big I heard deal that to more so um i think that was awesome to see like yeah. and what an opportunity it is Absolutely. and I, I would be curious to see if we could get some numbers on like how many people did stay here but a lot of people and these were people not just from you know suburb these were people from boston from right. from the from all over the world in fact i met someone from from the uk yep. um just super we awesome had someone in one session from like bali yeah because the Forbes Under 30 Summit really builds into the Forbes Under 30 like community, yeah. and they do conferences all over. All in fact, the they world. had a, a Forbes Under 30 Summit in, in Israel for the women. For mm-hmm. women. Um, but so some of the things that I think, you know, from this event, what we can learn is, I think, you know, when we think about tourism, and yep. I think what I, I, I say, you know, we've done some great things here too, but what I like about Detroit is there's a war on talent, right? We know sure. talent is, is really what is really f- industry is looking mm-hmm. for. Um, 
if not one of the key things they're looking for. So when I think about bringing events like the first Robotics World Championship, which bring 30,000 innovators, and then you have Forbes, 10,000 innovators and entrepreneurs, I just, I love it. And Mm -hmm. I love, I know it's very hard to bring events like that to cities. You know, we're Mm -hmm. a smaller city and and it really showed about industry has to come to the table. Like. I don't even want to know the ticket price from mortgage. Uh, you may know a little bit more about how costly it is to bring that, but it Forbes doesn't just say like, "Yeah, we'll come." No. You know, you need to, you need money to back that up. And and I, I like I said, I I, I love the Quicken Loans family, and yeah. and really they're one of many families or groups of companies that are behind you know the resurgence of, yeah. of Detroit. But hey, you definitely have to contribute something, and I think you know sometimes maybe in Windsor we think we won't come to it with a position of strength. Yeah, but I think we actually can, yeah. especially with yeah. our agriculture assets yeah. and cannabis assets. Yes. That was a huge yeah. topic at yeah. the summit. Yeah, right, right, and was. I'm like, well, where's Windsor? Where's yeah. Leamington? Where's yeah. Kingsville? Yeah. That's only yeah. not even an hour's drive yeah. away from here. Yeah. We could show people. Well, we'll call, we'll call Mayor, yeah. Mayor McDonald. Yeah, Mayor McDonald yeah. or Afria. Yeah. Get no, over here. But those are great opportunities. And sometimes, like I said, it takes going once. Yes. Um, I think even though I'd been in, maybe you, you had seen what it was like. Now we know a little bit what to expect and yes. where to plug, plug Windsor in. And we know you know it might start small but I think it's like once you get a few people to like really understand what this is about and what Mm -hmm. the potential is like again 10,000 people flying Mm -hmm. in you know, eating your food, mm-hmm. enjoying your culture, mm-hmm. learning about your city. Mm-hmm. And there was tons of Detroit tours. Yep. Um, you know, how do we have tours in Windsor? We and could. how do we bring speakers to the stadium or stadium, the, the stage or get more of our startups? And, and not just ours. Like I've always said, like our advantage from a provincial standpoint is we're a gateway to the U.S. That's just right. as a gate there, we're a gateway to Canada for them. So we're already starting to see cool tech companies want to come to Windsor to not mm-hmm. only leverage our experience in agriculture mm-hmm. and manufacturing mm-hmm. or of the automotive sector, but hey, you have a giant market right minutes away, you. right? Yep. Which is so cool. The other thing I did like was um, Detroit's done a really good job with the sync storytelling. Mm-hmm. Like I find like, you know, they when have. when Mayor Duggan came on and, you know, talked about, you know, Detroit. And I found like the same with the um, the CEO of um, of Quicken Loans. Yes. What it like. I was just like I was like mesmerized yeah. about like, you know, this whole um, and I forget the gentleman's name who's the CEO of uh, of, of Quicken Loans. Um, now. this is terrible. Is it Farner? Farner? Yes, that's his last Farner. name. Yes. I apologize. I forgot your name, but I want to let you know that um, he said something that I really loved. And he said with the golf tournament they sponsored, uh, the recent one, he said, you know what? When you looked at the sponsor list, a lot of our competitors were on there. And he Mm -hmm. went back to it's not about like it's about making a bigger pie and not just having a bigger piece. And I was like, oh, like what a like such a powerful statement. And I love that. And I think I think we're starting to see that Mm -hmm. um, in Windsor is like Mm -hmm. this need that industry is coming to the table, um, but that we can't just if we keep going like what's in this for me, Mm -hmm. we're we're never going to get anywhere. I think that's a great point as I've so I've been working in Michigan daily now for I think four, almost four, Mm -hmm. three years now. And that's one of the first thing I noticed about the city of Detroit is they're together. Mm hmm. They're yeah. definitely together. They're singing from the same hymn book. Yeah. They use the same buzzwords, yeah. code words, yeah. and they're in it together. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In fact, their policy forum this year, um, 
the theme is regional collaboration. Oh wow! And I was like, go. whoa, what a great opportunity for us to to do something similar down the road. And it might start as a small scale because mm-hmm. we also realize like resources are much different on this side, and you know that specifically in healthcare. Oh my gosh, it is <laughs> right? night We're, and day. You know, so um, but uh, but lots lots to take away. So um, we're gonna uh, uh, maybe go through a few more questions before because mm-hmm. I know you and I could probably talk for literally two three hours. So um, why is it important for um, to attract millennials? Like, why should we like again care? Like, why is it important to attract millennials, innovators, and entrepreneurs to Windsor Essex? Mm-hmm. Well, I think the the big thing is like if we want industry to survive and mm-hmm. there to be jobs here, um, especially I mean, especially in healthcare, I can speak mm-hmm. for healthcare. Mm-hmm. Like, generally, um, healthcare tends to ha- have an older crowd, and mm-hmm. so like I know at Henry Ford Health System, I'm sure it's the same at Windsor Regional and Leamington, everyone else. We are going to have a huge gap at some point, yeah, and yeah. we need to fill those with yeah. smart young people, both on the clinical side and operational yeah. side. And I imagine it's the same in other industries. Yeah. So I guess I sh- I I, sh- I said why, but now so. What can we do to attract? So what could we do here locally mm-hmm. um, that you think we could do a better job at attracting young people? Mm-hmm. I think the first thing is similar to what Detroit's doing in, in being on the same page. Mm-hmm. I think it, people are watching for us to be on the same page mm-hmm. with one another. Mm-hmm. And so whenever, and not that not that we don't want dialogue and and, and healthy debate. Mm-hmm. But I think there needs to be a point where we all come together and mm-hmm. start singing the same tune mm-hmm. to whether it's the city of Toronto or other spots mm-hmm. around the world mm-hmm. and tell our story of who we really yeah. are. Yeah. And to me, there's there, there seems like there's like this forgotten history of this whole region and how it's always been collaborative and always been yeah. cross-border, yeah. but it's just sort of hidden. Yeah. And we need to continue yeah. through this podcast and others to elevate yeah. that for the world yeah. to see. People have no idea. I have friends yeah. in Toronto and they don't yeah. realize just how easy it is to go yeah. into the U.S. Yeah, you know you can cross twice. Yeah, no one realizes how close it is. Right, it's right there, and and vice versa. I think you hit it, and I think this is something we're seeing in a lot of the research we're doing and talking to stakeholders. Is we are like we have amazing stories, amazing companies, amazing innovators, Mm -hmm. and we just don't do the best job at storytelling. And Mm -hmm. I think if you look at great cities, they are great storytellers. And um, you know, I I, I'm a marketing grad, so I know that very very well. Um, And I think that's something that I know um, that this community is Mm -hmm. looking. At and mm-hmm. I think it's not about one agency. Mm-hmm. This is everyone has can write a blog, can put out a tweet. That's right. Um, you know, can talk positively about yeah. your city and, and let everyone know. In fact, like it's probably you and I are like those people. Where it's like, do you know about Windsor? Yeah. Like, did you know well, this? So the, the the biggest unkept secret about especially Essex County is all of our wineries. So yeah. my American colleagues are floored and shocked yes. that there's all these wineries yes. and yes. you know distilleries and breweries popping up, yes. and a number of them have come over here yeah. now. And they're like. Wow, we had no yes. idea. Yes. We no idea about Kingsville, about Leamington. Yeah. They might have heard yeah. of Point Peely, yeah. but they don't realize what's there now. And what's so quick. It's not like it's no. like literally a yeah. 30 minute drive and you're in like yep. wine country. They don't have to go to Traverse City. Yeah. They don't have to go to um, Napa Valley. They come right yeah. here. Speaking if, of uh, attracting or talking about millennials, um, were you were you, were you part of the group of Windsor 180 when we did? I the was, yeah. yeah. So Windsor 180 was a, um, a youth led kind of attraction retention initiative where we held um, a summit called mm-hmm. Windsor 180. Mm-hmm. 250 young people. I felt like ages ago. It, it was ages ago, but it will probably still be like a, as a career highlight yes. for me as like, you know, seeing 250 people being in a room talking about changing Windsor and they weren't there because their boss told them to. They were like, I yeah. want to be here. And mm-hmm. like, 
There's some success stories. In fact, um, Christy and Jeff uh, Denemy um, met at Windsor 180. They are now married and have a beautiful baby Larkin. Um, So a shout out to uh, Jeff and Christy. I still have the mug on my desk. Like I said, it was such a magical moment. And I think what was awesome is, again, it was led by young people. And I think um, something I would I think maybe I'm should have said this before and what I think we can take away and what we could do to better attract millennials is storytelling, but inclusion. Yes. Um, I, I, you know, as the president of an organization, you get to be part of a lot of great conversations, but I go back to how many people aren't able to come to that table. Right. So, um, I've always said like, look around your board, look around your committees, Mm -hmm. look around your team. Do you have diversity on all levels, not just age, not just gender, work experiences, life experiences. Um, but when we look at the millennial demographic, you know, if, if people don't have roots here um, or don't feel like their voices are heard or, or even cared about, mm-hmm. the chances are they'll go somewhere where it is. So that's, that's actually a really good point. I know mm-hmm. like large um more traditional institutions struggle that way. They mm-hmm. lose millennial talent yeah. because unfortunately they're not in places of leadership or feel like they're being heard. Mm-hmm. And what's it's it's almost a catch-22 yeah. because these same institutions are trying to build products and services for millennials, yep. but they're not letting their own millennial employees define what those products and services could be. Yeah, So I it's know. really stupid. Yeah. No, I listen, I could, that's a whole, <laughs> I feel like, you know, it's a topic I, I think we're both yes. passionate about yes. because- we want to see the city thrive. We yes. want, like, again, we want to be part of the solution, not the problem, right? So um, I choose not to, you know, yes, we complain sometimes, but I mean, anyone can complain, mm-hmm. but we're trying to change that, mm-hmm. right? So a few last questions before we wrap up. So um, I know, I hope to see you, Zane, on the as one of the Forbes under 30, oh um, uh, I guess, winners. But um, if you were selected as the cover feature for a Forbes under 30 magazine, what would the cover read? So it would probably be about some of the work. So outside of the work that I'm doing in um, Detroit, I have a consulting group that I work with. Um, they're based out of Washington and Virginia. And we're actually helping for free. We're doing this for fun, helping a small hospital north of Nairobi, basically strategic plan as the country in Kenya is rolling out universal health coverage. Wow. And the reason why we're doing this work is because we just believe in the, the vision and the purpose of bringing healthcare to as many people as possible. And so if I got in the magazine, it'd probably be for that type of work. That's awesome. And I do want to congratulate you too. Please tell us about your recent, like oh, amazing you. appointment. I thank can't you. even remember how long it is. So you yeah, need to so say it. <laughs> talk about inclusion and millennials being included. Recently, um, I was invited to join the, the innovation subcommittee for the premier's council for improving healthcare and ending mm-hmm. hallway medicine. Mm-hmm. So this is a council that reports essentially directly to the uh, the Premier of Ontario mm-hmm. to advise on how best we're going to transform Ontario's health system. Mm-hmm. And so the innovation subcommittee will focus p- specifically on the expansion of virtual care and use of augmented um, use of AI in, in the health system. That's and so awesome. I think our first meetings in yeah. a few weeks. Congratulations and in, saying you. you've been so instrumental in a lot of the work that we're doing at WeTech with MedHealth, mm. uh, the summit, the cluster, hey. Hacking Health. So it's been awesome. Um, I did want to give a shout out to um, uh, another Windsorite who's now in Toronto, Emily Cushman, who is the founder of Kira Talent, who actually was one of the Forbes Under 30 yes. Summit. Zane's going to be next year. Oh, um, I, I think I nominate you every year. Oh, um, last question is a question that I've been asking a lot of people throughout panels and, and, and other podcasts is what is your beyond 20 moonshot for YQG? So for Windsor Essex, so this could be, you know, a metaphorical sense. It could be anything ambitious, kind of your big, hairy, audacious goal. 
for Windsor? For what win- would it be? Like something? Yeah, it can be anything. Like, what would you like to see? Literally. So this, it could uh, be Forbes under 30 coming here, whatever. Oh, sure. That would be yeah. great. I would love to see, like, um, some sort of activation in Windsor. Um. So you just want like an idea of like what I'd love yeah. to see in Windsor? Yeah, just some like a moonshot, like moonshot yeah. being like. So for years, yeah. even when I was a kid, I just think if ever we build a new ambassador bridge or something that's like yeah. really close. We do have a new bridge coming. Yes, <laughs> but one that's a little bit more upriver. Mm-hmm. How cool would it be to actually have like a chairlift or gondola yeah. as part of it? That was part of the Amazon bit, if I'm not mistaken. So cool. yeah. That would be yeah. so cool. Yeah. Forget the taxes. I do. I do believe. And I, I, I give a shout out to um, um, the member of parliament, Brian Massey. I know he has been talking about kind of a ferry. That'd be cool. Um, and kind of both, because I think there's a lot of people that go to Detroit. But I think at the same time, our restaurateurs, our businesses want to see the opposite. Mm-hmm. I know once 9-11 happened, we did yeah. see a, 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 a reduced number of people crossing for passport reasons or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would be, I think, mobility. Like we're That's thinking right. about mobility. So it'll be interesting to see with the new bridge, now that it's downriver, mm-hmm. what's going to connect back, right? Yes. Will it be the queue line? Yep. Um, you know, is it going to be, you know, the lime, the bird, the spin yeah. scooters? <laughs> um, which I've yet to try. They are officially. They're awesome. So yeah. I thought they were stupid. And then I, tour, I used one in Austin, yeah. Texas, and they're awesome. Yeah. Dangerous, so I yeah. fell off one. Yeah. They go fast. I oh almost crashed one um, in uh, in Windsor. We had a lime down for a test and uh, didn't realize how fast they went. Fast. And so when you just grabbed the handle. Yes. So um, I know they are working on safety. But um, Zane, thank you so thank much you, for taking your afternoon to spend talking about Forbes Under 30. We hope we see you all at Forbes Under 30 2020 again in Detroit, October 25th the 28th. This ends another episode of Tech in the City. We will look forward to uh, seeing you again soon.